Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of Baba the Popcorn. I'm Emily. And I'm Alessandra. And today we are talking to you on the day, the day, today, as we're recording this, the Oscar 2020 nominations came out. Yep, I woke up this morning as the time I normally do, which is like eight-ish, and uh, it was on at 8.18, so I watched them live. I was awake. I could have maybe at five in the morning wait nope never mind i couldn't have (laughs) i was not awake at five in the morning never mind well for some reason when you said eight your time i thought it was eight also eight my time um but no you are you are ahead of me in time um but nope alessandra always sends them to me because she always sees them first um (laughs) well yeah so every year like clockwork i can always count on her to send me those nominations um and, uh, and yeah, I mean, that's not what we're talking about today. We're not going to do our Oscar theories for a while still, uh, since the Oscars aren't even until April? Was that, was that the day? Yes, yes. The month? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But today, we are talking about two movies that have gotten nominated for various things. Um, The Power of the Dog uh, and The Tragedy of Macbeth. We were talking about those two movies today. Yeah, I thought these would go well together because they're both very dramatic. Um, you know, dramatic pretty... and and even though the power of the dog isn't isn't originally like a stage play or anything, it kind of it kind of filmed like a play a little bit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like it had it had acts in mm-hmm. a way with, it with like how the style of the film was. And of course, tragedy of Macbeth that is Macbeth, which is a play. So. Yes. I think I think these two paired very well together, Alessandra. I don't know how yeah. we do it. I don't know how you do it. <laughs> Which one should we talk about first? I watched Tragedy of Macbeth first, so maybe we talk about that. Oh no, we we watched them separately. Like we watched, I watched Tragedy of Macbeth first, but you watched Power of the Dog first, right? Uh, yes, but we can talk about Macbeth. Um, which has three Oscar nominations. It's got Denzel Washington for uh, lead actor, uh, production design, nice. and cinematography. And that's it. Ah, uh, no Francis for a supporting? No, no direction. Oh, no best okay. picture. Just just those Duly categories. Duly noted. Duly yep. noted. Um, this is an A24 movie. Is and it? Oh, yes, it is. And- and and an Apple original film, so so they yes oh okay, okay. yeah so it's yeah. both so A twenty four worked on this with with Apple so it was on Apple it's on Apple TV plus um yeah did you end up having yeah. Apple is was that not a problem yes. for you yeah I, I still have it I still yeah. have it for some Same. reason I I don't know when I have I'm still <laughs> I still have my year free of it 
Um, <laughs> yeah. And, but I think that will expire soon. Um, but I was glad that... I think that's why I watched this one first, because I knew I still had it. <laughs> so I was like, let's watch this first. don't want to tempt fate here. If, if for some reason by tomorrow I don't still have it, let's just watch it now. I think that's why I did it. Um, and I know it was Macbeth, so I kind of wanted to get it over with. Um, but that's just my own personal feelings about about that. Um, but other than that, this was this was a really cool movie. Um, I liked I liked the cinematography and how they shot certain parts like a lot. It was mm-hmm. really cool. Yeah, it was very fun. I think this was like a super interesting adaptation of this play and it's not you know it's nowhere near my favorite Shakespeare play and to be honest I don't remember a lot about it so this like really helped me understand this movie like just I mean it is a very complex play and this like 90 minute runtime that it had had such a great um the, the characters were so wonderful and the actors really really made this this movie shine and and also the cinematography and the you know beauty of the sets i mean it was just so well done and very surreal and beautiful and uh crazy i i I liked it i liked it too yeah um it's macbeth is definitely not my favorite uh shakespeare play and uh i'm not I, I can I can definitely respect and appreciate Shakespeare for what he has brought to to the theater and just to literature in in general and storytelling, um, but um, I I don't go out of my way to watch Shakespeare stuff um, <laughs> all the time. I I will watch Midsummer Night's Dream you know adaptations and Romeo and Juliet adaptations because those are stories I'm more familiar with and I know how to follow. Um, Macbeth. It's a little complicated. I had to look up the spark notes for it, uh, the summary yeah. of it, just to just so I could follow along. Because um, when they were talking between each other, I I was not grasping a lot of what was happening. You know, like context clues, how people were acting, kind of what was mm-hmm. happening, and mm-hmm. with the summary, it, it helped me follow along. But um, but yeah, I mean, I think I think Shakespeare's just a bit too smart for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I was actually comprehending the text a lot more in this than I think I've ever ever comprehended it and that's just because it's a movie and I felt like the actress did so good I've watched a lot of Shakespeare um and to be honest like I didn't really think that this play like I love Shakespeare because it's got a lot of beautiful imagery and metaphors in in the language and it kind of is like fun to see these really good actors and and a lot of like close-ups and a lot of like a lot of close-ups in this movie so we really get to see it right in their face how they're feeling where if you watch it on stage you know you just kind of hear the pros and maybe like the movements of the people and it can be a little bit hard to follow I think sometimes if it's on stage and I felt like it was like really easy to follow for me in this adaptation just because it was just so like the characters were so diverse um you know, the people were uh, brilliant. And I mean, also the the costuming, I'm really surprised it didn't get nominated as well because it was like unbelievable. I mean, just. Oh my gosh. Francis's <sighs> dress. Yeah. Like when they, <laughs> when they become king and queen, uh-huh. her dress was so pretty. Yeah. Um, The one with like the, I, I mean, it was black and white. So I don't know what color it was, but it looked like it had like a shiny, like embroidery of like flowers or something on it. Yeah. Um, I love that one. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, I liked I liked the set a lot. 
it was very like ominous and like minimal like they were just walking like I just saw I just remember like when I was watching it just seeing a lot of you know very very bare walls very like not like rooms that didn't have a lot of stuff in them Mm -hmm. and 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 even like even even the scenes where they were out walking along the 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 like like nature like along the grass or along the hills like there even wasn't too much out there either it was all very like bare yeah um and i remember really liking that um for some reason i just thought i just thought it really added to the story which is a very dark and like kind of kind of scary story um yeah and i loved the the witches um it was kind of like the one lady was a witch but sometimes Mm -hmm. they're like her reflection turned into two yeah there was like then there was three of them and then but you only ever saw like the one witch um which like that scary old lady who like had the really like really scary voice. She was so scary and like contortionist. Um, she she could yes. like move her body around and yeah. you know it was really weird and creepy and yeah, great. So I mean, creepy. an amazing actress. Really, really like physically and like emo- Like it's just so cool how they they have this lady in this movie. Um, it's just there's just like an essence of just excellence in this movie i don't i don't know how to know how else to describe it it's just like you watch it you're like wow like this, this is yeah crazy <laughs> yeah like this the entire time i was like this is very well done like yeah. just just everything happening like i don't know what's happening but I, I i have a vague idea i have a vague idea of what's happening but it's right it's whatever's happening is is happening very well um, I loved the scene where he had taken like the sleeping concoction, like the his wife had given him that the sleeping uh, medicine, and then he was like having those lucid dreams, um, and the witch the witch came back and the and the room filled with water, yeah, and and he was like like talking to like those apparitions in the water, that was really cool too, um, just yeah. lots of really great imagery and and visuals. Even though it didn't seem like, you know, too much CG or anything was happening. It just, it was all very, it all seemed very practical to an extent. I mean, the water scene had to have been um, generated in some way, but like still, still very minimal. Yeah. And kind of in the end, definitely with all of the leaves and. um, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. With the fight. Yeah, and the fight and the whole like and the throne wood room like coming. turned into a forest. Yeah, yeah, the Burnham oh Wood gosh, yeah, like that was yeah. so cool. Um, yeah. I loved it, and Denzel was so great. I'm so glad he got nominated because he just is. I mean, obviously he's he's an incredible actor, but it's just like just seeing him in this character and being so connected to him, and you know the character of Macbeth is such a flawed person, but he's basically like the archetype for power and greed and um you know uh too much ambition and all that so it's it was it was great and you know it 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 is an interesting story it's of course it's it's shakespeare but i think that um joel cohen did an excellent job and um it was also produced by francis mcdormand i think too Yes, I think I saw her name come up in the in the credits. But yeah, I saw I saw Joel Cohen and I was like, oh wow. And I know we like we like a lot of the Cohen brothers stuff. Um, yeah. Yeah. They do a fun. really great job. They're great storytellers. 
totally totally yeah and uh let's talk about uh uh i know we talked about denzel briefly but maybe we talk about uh francis for a little bit as a lady Macbeth. um she was she was a she was an intimidating lady <laughs> oh yeah i mean francis is like an intimidating person like I feel like I mean when she's not being wholesome in um, right <laughs> in, in that one movie, I would be afraid to walk up to her. If I saw her in real life, I'd be like, "Oh my god!" Like you wouldn't go up to Francis and say I hi. Oh, I would definitely. Oh, I would go up to Francis and say hi. I totally would. I mean, I would, but I would be scared. I'd be really scared. <laughs> I'd be afraid. I'm sure she's extremely nice. Like I'm not. I'm not really saying that she's not, but. I think she just got that air about her that she's she's so brilliant that she's like on another plane. For sure, for sure, yeah. Just being in her presence would be would be a little intimidating, and and maybe <laughs> yeah. if you caught if you caught Francis on a on a on the wrong day, maybe maybe she'd snap at you on her like, Lady Macbeth day, right? You know, <laughs> on her on her Lady Macbeth day for sure. Yeah. Um, another person I recognized is um Alex Hassel, um, who was in a show that I watched recently on netflix um he was in the new cowboy bebop um live action reboot um which mm. i did not enjoy right did not like it yeah um love the love the original anime it was so good um but i wasn't a huge fan of his of his kid his kid he did good in it but i thought he was really good in this one like so because oh, when i watched amazing. when i recognized him i was like okay it i couldn't tell if he was a good actor in cowboy bebop and I was like, okay, this he's he's a good actor. Like he's good. I mean, his face was so um beautiful and enchanting yes. and creepy yes. at the same time. Yes. And yes. his costume, he was wearing kind of like a very form fitting knit like uh, kind of like, 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 like a robe. Yeah. Yeah. With with kinda a like, belt. Like a monk robe. Uh-huh. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. you don't really know what side he's on. He's kind of like playing it in the middle as Ross. Um, yeah. Which is great. It's fun. And I, there's so many characters in this. Uh, yeah. It, and there's a lot of people, including like we get that whole monologue from Lady Macduff, which I loved as well um, before, you know, she gets murdered. And yeah, that like really added good. a lot to Macduff's character, and I don't, I don't like. Is that in the original? Like it must be. I don't, I don't remember. <laughs> um, so I don't. Yeah, I'm not sure if that whole side story is is kind of in the original, but um, I I do remember thinking that having having a character named Macbeth and having a character named Macduff well, yeah. was really confusing. Hey, blame Shakespeare for that, because that's that's the reality. <laughs> There's only five names you could choose. He's like, this takes place in Scotland, so how many Scottish words can I think of? Mac, Mac. How many Scottish names can I make using the with the beginning Mac? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Hilarious. Um, yeah, and also, uh, uh, what's the actor's name? Uh, Harry Melling. He was really good, too. Yes. Like, and yes, he's so a great good. actor. He was in the last... Uh, Coen Brothers movie, The Ballad of Busker Scruggs. Remember that? Oh, that sounds familiar. Remember it was all those little vignettes Western? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He was in the one where he didn't have arms and legs. And he was like being carried around everywhere. Oh. And then he was like murdered at the end. 
Oh. You don't no, remember? I don't, I don't remember that one. <laughs> I remember the um I remember the song with with that one guy and he goes up to heaven. Um or like he turns into like a cowboy angel or something. I remember that one. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then and then some of the other ones. Um but yeah, he was really good. Yeah, he's a good actor. He really has become more of a uh, a serious actor coming from the minimal role he had in Harry Potter. For sure, for sure. I also thought the kid that played uh, Macduff's son was uh, very enthusiastic. He was Yeah. He was really cute. There's a lot of characters in this. Like this cast is huge. Like I I it would be so confusing to watch this on a stage i think i mean but obviously it's been adapted like a million times but there's just so many characters and like yeah i could it, not keep track of everyone Macbeth, I was like, like, okay, kills who, who is this everyone. guy again <laughs> yeah and then he yeah and then he kills everyone so like the, the, the second you finally know who someone is they're dead and it's just okay well, this was a waste of my time um, uh, yeah well you know but yeah it's part of it it's part of his madness he, he kind of becomes a mad king uh true yes, and it, and true. then Lady Macbeth kind of also loses her mind. So, yeah. Yeah, I remember from what I did remember of Macbeth, I knew that the the um the witches uh like double double toil and trouble thing yeah. came from this. And I do remember Lady Macbeth like having um having like a not hallucinations, but like she was she was sleepwalking and she couldn't get the blood off of her hands. I remember um I remember that. Oh, well, that's this. those are that's great. <laughs> yeah, this, it it brought back it brought back some stuff. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I ever I don't know if you ever read Macbeth in school, in like um, in like high school. I remember us reading Romeo and Juliet. Uh, I don't remember maybe. having to read Macbeth. Yeah, maybe or Hamlet. Oh. Or Hamlet. Oh, what's Hamlet about? It's about um, this prince who suspects his uncle of murdering his father, the king. And he's trying to figure out a way to get him to admit it. And he kind of starts seeing his father's ghost around. It's uh-huh. basically the Lion King. <laughs> oh, so Hamlet is the Lion King. Okay. We, so then my roommate got this confused. He said he said Lion King was like Macbeth, and I was like, I was trying to find the the connections, and I was like, I don't. No, it's like I don't it's, know if I'm Hamlet. finding any connections. It's Hamlet. <laughs> Hamlet. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Hamlet. Uh-huh. Um. Hmm. Didn't we go to like a Shakespeare camp? Was that with you? Didn't we go to like a? Yeah. Um. Yeah. And then didn't we watch a play? I I remember. I remember, like, sitting down and watching something. I can't remember if it was Hamlet or if it was something else. But Yeah. 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 Interesting. I, yeah. I mean, there's, you know, it's theater. Kids, people love Shakespeare, so. It's, people sure yeah, do. It's endless. It's endless. I mean, it's it's timeless as well, so. Uh, yes, I mean, there are, there are many times that I've been, that I've been, um, what's it called? Exposed to Shakespeare, whether seeing a play, never of my choosing. I just, I happen to be there. <laughs> and, and I, and I'm watching something that, that's Shakespeare or, re, or, no, actually there was, there was an adaptation of, no, I did of my own accord, of my own accord, I did watch 
Um, much to do about nothing. I, I got the DVD from Netflix and I watched the it. Kenneth Branagh I, Much Ado About Nothing. Yes, yes. Wow, I you know did that. We gotta like have a Kenneth Branagh like super watch at one point. And we probably do because really I just do. feel like we're really doing this guy dirty and. Well, it's because we hated him for so long. <laughs> I mean, I'm not. I'm still not in love with him, but yeah, yeah. I mean, sure. <laughs> he he ain't perfect. He ain't perfect. <laughs> um, okay. But but no. Ever since Belfast, we ha- we have we have grown to respect him. Oh, I re- um, yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, he's 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 worthy of that. And you can go listen to our Belfast podcast. <laughs> yes. Um, um, any other things we want to say about uh? tragedy of Macbeth? Uh, It's just a tragedy that this wasn't nominated for costumes. That's all I have to say. Save it for the theories, Alessandra. Okay. Um, What are the... We will talk about about all of our snubs in the the theories episode. Um, Okay. Plot keywords? Yes. Let's see. Where are we at? Oh, there's another Macbeth. Oh, is this with them? Oh, was this one any good? Uh, with a uh, Michael Fassbender, I never watched that. Oh, that's right. And Marion yeah. Cotillard was was the was the Lady Macbeth. Yeah. Shit, I, I never I watched never that. that. <laughs> no. so, I mean, I know why I never watched. It. Well, that one was a. I, from what I remember, that one was very gritty. You know, like. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And like really surrealist in that way. And, yeah, and to be honest, I've not seen a an adaptation like this one. Um, like it, it really kind of conjures up a lot of feelings of kind of art film in in the sixties and seventies. Um, yeah, really. Which, I mean, this was like the that. this was the perfect movie for a twenty four to do. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, it's, it's the it's the perfect amount of of horror and and um, just artistic artistic uh you know free reign it's <laughs> you know, really compare you know what it would be a everyone. really nice um like appetizer to the green knight <laughs> yes yes this was a lot more subdued oh the green I mean, that knight. movie was like a an epic so it, you know this this one is is a lot more insular for sure. For sure. Oh, well. Okay, did you um, read those? No, I'm going to do that right now. Um, so plot keywords. We've got wife, murder, death, ambition, and plot. Not not even like like Shakespeare? Shakespeare adaptation? Like... Yeah. A tragedy? There you go. Shakespeare. Okay. I clicked on the other, the other nine... Nine plot keywords in Shakespeare. Horse. Horse is one of them. Good. There you go. Oh, yeah. Fucking <laughs> horse. Plot keyword. There you go. That's the movie Horse. Um, so this movie got an 87 Metascore, which is the highest of the movies I see on the current movie releases side. It has 47 positive and two mixed reviews and, like, a dozen 100s. Like. Wow. And it only has an 87? Yeah. Like, at least in the low 90s. Because there's two 60s on the way bottom. 
Really, that that brought it down a lot. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. So. Wow. Okay, let's look at the 60 down here. Um, let's see. The New Yorker. Um, the overall effect is of a striving toward a high style that isn't achieved and that undercuts the mighty import of the play. Okay. All right. All right, Richard. <laughs> um, I'm going to read this rap 90. It says, if there's a quibble with this graphically imagined the tragedy of Macbeth, it's one common to the movies Cohen made with his brother. It's ruthless, intelligent, and entertaining, and mightily drinkable as filmmaking, without necessarily raising the emotional temperature past a critical grim efficiency. Often, even with the never-not-human Washington going for it, dazzling, dazzlingly so. There you go. Well, that's why I got nominated then, I guess. That was nice. Uh, let's see. Wow, we have so many 100s to choose from. Jeez. 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 Okay, um... to read this is also the play you're not supposed to speak out loud in a theater the name of the oh, cursed if you're play like, if you're like backstage yeah oh let's see i mean there are witches in this play there is a curse for sure yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. um i guess i'll read the um the guardian the guardian gave it 100 uh, the movie hits its stride immediately with a taut athletic urgency, and it contains some superb images, particularly the eerie miracle of Burnham Wood coming into Dunsinane, with Malcolm soldiers holding tree branches over their heads in a restricted forest forest path and turning themselves into a spectacular river of, bow, of boughs. This is a black-and-white world of violence and pain that scorches the retina. Wow. Wow, I mean, it, there's a lot of contrast. Wow, yeah, yeah. Well, very nice. Very nice. Very, very nice. Um, All right, next up. We've got The Power of the Dog, director Jane Campion, uh, which you'll remember, Emily, Uh this director. uh, She is the director of Bright Star. (gasps) No. Yes. So what Jane no. Campion is very good at and what she ended up winning some other Oscars uh, for her actresses in, including The Piano, which little baby Anna Paquin the piano. won. Yeah, I've um, always wanted to watch this. Yeah, she is, is very good at oh. dramas that are sad yeah. and yeah. slow burny. <laughs> yeah. So that's what I expected this movie to be, and that's exactly what it was. <laughs> Except for it kind of had a, a happy-ish ending, sort of. I mean, it was like, it wasn't as sad as the piano. Speaking of Bright Star, um, since it's on Netflix, and I think it still is. Um, pain. I, Utter pain. When I, yes, when I when I had my um, solo vacay uh, in November, I was in my hotel room and I was like, I'm going to watch a movie. Alone. And so I, oh, I my saw, God. I saw Bright Star there and I started. 
started it. I got about, I got more than halfway through, obviously. But when it started getting sad, I stopped watching. Oh my god, <laughs> that movie is because I didn't want to be sad. That is the most devastating <laughs> movie. I mean, I would put I it. It's gonna be sad, so I stopped <sighs> watching it. God. Damn, that it was movie killing crushed me. me. I think I showed it to you when we both were just like crying on your bed. Oh my yes, yes. Oh, crushed. Oh, crushed me. <laughs> well. And to this day, it, until this day, it's still on my continue watch. It says continue watching, and I'm like, fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> I <ain't> watching that. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll rewatch up to that part, but no, I'm not gonna finish it. Um, but yes, The Power of the Dog is also on Netflix. It is a Netflix, it is a Netflix movie. Um, there we go. Sorry, I'm, I'm drinking wine, and I guess it's uh, it's hidden. I I got I got my red wine as well. Um, I feel like it's appropriate for this movie. It was nominated for twelve Oscars today. So um, oh my god, really? Golf claps for Power of the Dog. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. Wow. I know. Wow, right? <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um What did you think of this movie, Emily? Um I thought it was very beautiful. Like I love the way it was shot. Um all the all like the roaring plains, uh you know, the mountainous mountainous uh, shots and like the um the horses and everything. It was. I thought it was very beautiful. Um, I thought uh, I was very anxious a lot during this movie because I thought Benedict was gonna do something horrible because uh-huh. he was so mean. Like, uh-huh. I just he was making me so nervous. Like, well, then why, then you understand why Kirsten Dunst was acting like that in this movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it. Yeah, he he comes off very angry and just very mean and, um. And, you know, I was, I was very protective of, of Peter throughout this movie. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. just like, I don't know. Cause I, I did not trust Benedict the entire time. Like I was like, okay, I don't, I don't know what you're up to dude, but cut it out. Um, so yeah, I, I was very anxious. Um, but all in all, I, I think I, I think I enjoyed it. It was very intense. Um, I probably would not watch it again just cause of how intense and anxious it made me. But, um, sure. I thought it was a very thought it was a very interesting story um with all these characters i didn't know it would be so much about benedict i i i don't i guess i don't really know i, I never watched a trailer yeah um same and i think that's help that's helping me right now with just all these what because even if i'm not really in the movie watching mood and i turn it on because i have to for the podcast i do end up enjoying the film because i don't have any pre-existing biases like oh it's a I don't know. It's a Western. It might be kind of boring or, you know, it's about this. It might be whatever. Um, but, um, yeah, it, 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 I really didn't expect anything and it really, uh, it was really good. It was good. My brother texted me this morning. He goes, I've never heard of power of the dog till today. I I was looking at the list of movies on the nominations and I hadn't even heard of Drive My Car. Yeah. Um we I, I mean we got some stuff to watch but I'm really excited about sure it. Do. Apparently it's really good so I'm really excited to watch it but um yeah I I'm, I'm excited to watch the three movies we didn't get to watch that are nominated for best picture. So 
But uh, yeah, yeah um, definitely with this movie, I only knew it was directed by Jane Campion. And I knew that Benedict was in it and that Kirsten Dunst was in it and that Jesse Plemons was in it. And that's like all I knew. Um, so I loved the just the yeah the beauty of this movie i love that it was a slow burn a slow kind of like tension building and the performances were really well done and i think what makes this movie just i was trying i was just explaining this to danny about the fact that a movie like house of gucci bit off a Mm -hmm. lot like it bit off more than it could chew it tried to do too many things um, too much to, to, too many theme, themes and, and stuff that was brought up that did not get, um, s- like, wrapped up in a, in a very well done manner in the end of that movie. And for True. this movie, I think it was so, like, the story itself that it's based off of a novel it's just so insular and so particular and it's kind of just like a portrait of somebody um that you only get so much from you know and so in that sense the end is very satisfying and good you know and it kind of just wraps itself up pretty well you know how would you like to look five years younger in a clinical study People that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science, with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Oh, yeah. I mean, the end still kind of left me with some questions, and I was actually reading um, an article about this today. Um, And because I I watched this with uh, my roommate, and um, we were both kind of confused by the end. Uh, it was funny. My roommate was saying that, like, you know, what what was this movie about? It didn't seem like it had really a, a plot. And it and um, mm, and it's I funny mean... because the article I read talked about that exactly. Like yes. apparently <laughs> with with Jane with Jane Campion um, right, uh, directing this film, Netflix wanted her to be a bit more like direct with what was supposed to be happening. Uh-huh. And but no, she she wanted to take the scenes that were important, the yeah. highlights of the of the book, and and you know let the let the audience figure it out. And 
Well, I figured, I kinda, I figured I like it, it out by the end. What happens? I I had a suspicion, but it seemed right. like it was vague enough to where it yeah. could be either way. Apparently in the book, um, and obviously spoilers, apparently in the book, um, the son, Peter, kills Phil. Yes. Right? Yes. Yes. With anthrax. And, and I, yes. And, and I caught on to that. At the very end, when they said anthrax, I was like, oh, Peter was was, um, you know, dissecting that cow that probably died of anthrax. He took the um, hide from out. that cow and put it... He took it, the hide, yes. And he put... He gave um, Benny's character the hide to make the rope out of. Yes. At the, the end. The contaminated hide. Yeah. So I thought... It, so I knew hand. he killed him. Yeah. I knew... I knew he killed him, but I thought it was an accident. I no. didn't know it was on purpose no it was on purpose (laughs) (laughs) yeah it was on purpose he purposefully went to the cow and got those hide and made it himself and cut the strips up for benny to to use with his exposed hand in the water while he's washing them and um yes because benedict's because benedict's character was disgustingly dirty all the time (laughs) Yeah, he he would never properly wash himself, and and the first things, Kimmy was watching this with us too. So it was me, Kimmy, my roommate. Kimmy came in a little late, um, because it was a long move, and I wanted to get it started. Um, and um, and you know when we saw the first scene of 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 Phil like rubbing mud on himself, mm-hmm. Kimmy was like, he's gonna get ringworm. <laughs> like, oh no. Just, like, I was like, he's gonna, he's, he's gonna die. <laughs> like, that's what we were saying, that, just because of how dirty he was. Um, yeah. And just how unhygienic he was. Yeah. Uh, yeah, cowboy. I mean, cowboy. they're dirty. It's a dirty life, okay? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it is. I mean, it is. I mean, he had a bath. He could have, he could have taken advantage of that. He, um, yeah, he, but... I, I like the kind of slow reveal of who he was, you know, we didn't know so much at the very beginning. We thought he was just a bully. You know, turns he was out like that... a hard ass. He, you know, he was tense about something. You know, yeah. whether he was he talks about Bronco Henry like every moment he can get. <laughs> you know, so much. And then yeah, and we found out that you know I think he was he was in love with Bronco Henry. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I was I was very nervous that that. Uh, in his tense, aggressive state, that he was gonna do something to Peter. I was very scared. Yeah, I was. I was terrified. I mean, that's the like, point. He's terrifying, right? Oh, so it's perfect so because. But then he kind of is a little bit more tender, and that's when Peter kind of snags his moment to kill him. <laughs> you know. So and I mean, and did that just mean that because you know Peter maybe just still didn't trust him from being mean to him all that time? Or, oh you yeah. Know, Peter's just and his Peter mom. Just, you know, wanted to kill him because Peter likes to kill. Like, well, I I, I wasn't yeah. getting those vibes from Peter. I mean, yes, he would he knew how to kill animals and stuff, but he they they put it under the guise of him wanting to go into medicine and be a surgeon. Um. But well, again, just just the vagueness, yeah. the ambiguity of everything, which yeah. is fine. Yeah, like you can kind of just have your own thoughts. Like it's totally fine. Um, but yeah, these are just kind of the thoughts that were like it was did like okay, Peter meant to meant to kill him, 
what was his boat? Did he just not try? Because it seemed like no, Phil was mom. trying to. It's because he, he was seeing his mom true. drink herself bullying. to death because yes. of this man, because of um, Phil. Like, literally, her mom was behaving, like, drinking herself to death because of Phil. And he saw And this... I thought that could have been because she wasn't happy in her marriage, just well, in again, general. again, like, you could think that, again. too, but she just... Ambiguity. Yeah, like, you could, <laughs> and then, like, it's generally, like, kind of... We're seeing these, like, small snapshots of this story, and they're not holding her hand. They're saying, this is... How are you going to interpret this scene? You know, yeah. what? what is Kirsten Dunst doing in this scene? Why is she doing this? Um... Why is she behaving this way? You know, and it's it's very like I love that they don't hold your hand. I, I I really think it's like really well done. It doesn't it doesn't need to have so much explanation. It's very um you know kind of empty, just like the landscape in a lot of ways. And um, that's True. what you know True. really like the it it's just kind of bare, and it's like it's like a bare tree in the middle of nowhere you know it's kind of like that so it's just got yeah, a lot of those completely. that kind of feeling and it's just really well directed i just i really am in awe about jane campion i mean i knew she's a good director but it's just like i really hope that she gets somewhere far at least as a, as a major contender with this directing um that she was nominated for and this is she's actually the only woman to be directed for best to be nominated for best director twice oh was the other one for for uh what the piano or or bright star i think the piano okay another thing that came up in the article that i read um or it could be a second article that i was reading but um they talked about and I, i guess i missed this but um Apparently in the house, Phil and um, George, George, yeah, his brother slept in the same room. They had Mm -hmm. like little twin beds. Yes, Um, and I completely missed that. And then of course when he got married, Phil had to move out, Mm -hmm. and um, it just kind of messed up the whole dynamic they had. Whatever that was, their their dependence upon each other. That's kind of what the article was kind of going for. Well, Um, Phil was very dependent on George. I think in a lot of ways and he kind of used him as a, a kind of like reflecting board and he just like teased his brother relentlessly, who was a very quiet person. Um, Yeah. It was, their dynamic was very weird because like he wouldn't, he, he obviously had all the authority with the other ranch hands and all that stuff, but like he didn't want to make any decisions without his brother there. And yes, he would mock his brother a lot, call him names and bully him basically. Yeah. Um, but, like, he still wouldn't do anything without his brother being in the loop. Like, so maybe there is, like, a small... In, there's, there's like, a, a hint of, of respect still being there. Or at mm-hmm. least, like, you know. Mm-hmm. It's a complex relationship, yeah. for sure. And we get to see that in the way that they treat each other. Well, especially the way that Phil treats George. Um, and George goes off and marries Rose without even asking Phil... And so that also kind of makes Phil upset as well. Um, yeah, because at first he thinks Rose is just out for the money because, you know, they, they do look like they're living very uh, luxuriously out on the ranch. Their house is yeah. very nice, filled with many things, and they have a bath. So that uh, that means wealth. 
Yeah, they do have a very nice house, and it, and also George Jesse Plemons's character is is more of like the finance person. I think he owns it. He's very, um, you know, he's, it's clear his parents have money as well, and yeah. he just is kind of more in line with them. And it also, you know, we found out that Phil also like went to Stanford and stuff, and it it seems that this man Bronco Henry affected him so much that he kind of became a cowboy because of him and his love for him and a kind of like sour, sad person after his love dies. Um, And just like him being so, so rough and then having that just gleaming like small bit of light when he kind of falls in love with Peter, you know, it just is like heartbreaking because he just he 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 cannot come back from all the bad that he's done in his life and it's too late yeah. for him you know it's kind of yeah. like even though he's he's becoming possibly somebody who's not as um horrible it's it's just it's too late <laughs> so it's too sad and he dies right <laughs> like um yeah yeah you know and it's it's really it's like it's very like slow and um methodical about it and um super well done um your your roommate was saying that that they thought that this movie was bad and i was thinking just because you don't like it doesn't mean it's bad yeah and uh (laughs) i've i've noticed that a lot with with uh with the way they they go because like yeah i mean there are definitely movies like did i did and and again to me a movie that i like is a movie that i you know enjoyed watching to a different extent like i enjoyed watching this as it was as an experience would i go out of my way to watch it again probably not but that does does that mean that i enjoyed it like yeah i obviously enjoyed it am i like is it my favorite movie ever no it's not (laughs) Like there's, I mean, and, but that's also because we have a podcast and we have to think a bit more critically about these movies and not just like, like, eh, it was slow and boring. And and I, and I say that sometimes because, you know, if if I'm, because, you know, you had like, I, I'm, I'm coming to understand that I'm a mood person. If I'm not in the mood to watch something, (laughs) I might not like it as much and it helped and it, it might it might make me not think as critically by the end. And and that's, I'm just, I'm human. I'm doing my best here. <laughs> just, oh, that's the best I can do. Um, but, but yeah, um, this, this, this movie did, did bring some emotions out of me, which, which I usually take as a good thing. If I can yeah. feel an emotion because of something, because I'm a very heartless, cold person. If I can, <laughs> if, if something can make me feel things. <laughs> I take that as a good thing, um, for yeah. sure. Yeah, and and feel things without using um, cheap tricks, right? You know, I I think yeah, that sometimes, yeah. uh, which sometimes are great. Sometimes I like cheap tricks, but sometimes right. you don't need them. Like <laughs> but it's, I, it's... you know, I think like <laughs> an example would be like in a TV show when they're playing a certain mood of music to get you to um, feel a certain way. And I think that when you, I mean, really and this have... movie did that every time the yeah. eerie, the eerie, the subtitles told you 
eerie music <laughs> playing. Eerie music, yeah. I was exactly. like, that sounds pretty fucking eerie to me, Netflix. Thank you. Sure. <laughs> and that's like the good Thank you for thing. telling me how I need to feel in this moment. But you know what I mean? Like, it can be a little bit too uh, yeah, much. Yeah. It, like, it, you know, yeah, it's for like sure. when you're watching a TV show or something, it's like Down Abbey, okay? Like, they'll play something and, it, and you'll be like, this yes. is such dramatic music, right? So there, this must be a dramatic thing yeah. that's going on, right? Um, yeah. And it can kind of like tell you too much about what's going on in the scene um which right. you know in this in this case you know the eerie music was eerie so you weren't really sure what to think right so that's kind of the whole yeah the whole bit right you're not thinking oh this is really sad or this is so romantic or this is really happy like we could see it we could see that that was the way that the director wanted it to play and the way the actors wanted it to play um you know yeah. everybody was really excited that Kristen Dunst was nominated I'm so happy for her it's her very first Oscar nomination and she's nominated really? al- alongside her husband for how, many, for how many movies she has under her belt oh yeah dude that woman Damn. is exceptional and she's been acting since she was like six <laughs> she's been acting like her entire life yes she's incredible she acts alongside her her husband yes Jesse Plemons is her husband in real life. <laughs> yes, dude. What? Yeah, I what? thought you knew that. Yeah, they both got Oscar of nominations. Of course I didn't know. Yeah, both of them got Oscar nominations today, and it was very exciting for them. Oh, my God. Have children together, Emily. Children. Children? <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh. This movie is just is just throwing me for a loop, dude. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Wow, and you know, great for them. I'm so happy for them. I just and, and Benedict did Benedict get a get a get yes, a nomination he did for best his first his first nomination. Has no, he, got nominated for? he was nominated for the Imitation Game as well. Oh, that's right, that's right. Oh, but he could win this year. Uh huh. He could win. He could win. You know, I just I was just thinking about how Jesse Plemons um in the same exact year that Jungle Cruise came out he gets nominated for an Oscar <laughs> he is all over the place right now he is everywhere i see everywhere i look yeah. he's there yeah he's just he's 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 working he is working 9 to 5 he's a good actor <laughs> <laughs> i love him i mean i'm not going to i'm not going to Spend my entire time just in awe of Jesse Plemons, who is is definitely one of my favorite actors today. He definitely is. Yeah. Who else? Benny. Benny is also, as he's been for a long time, you know, we'd be he's, excellent he's, if you want this. We love, uh, we're, we're, we're a couple of cumber babes here. Oh, We are yeah. a cumber babe household. <laughs> oh, yeah. We, we love Cumberbatch here in this household. Um, yeah. So I, I even saw him at the Imitation Game premiere. He was standing right in front of me. I got several photos <gasps> of him. Do you remember that when I was in, <gasps> in the UK? <laughs> probably. Probably. It's just, it was, a, it was a, you saw a lot of people that while you were there, it was a lot of emotions during that time. <laughs> it really was. That was all the way back in 2014. So it's yeah. been some time. Uh, Benny's always wow. been in my heart. I love him. He's a fantastic actor. <laughs> um, uh, it's crazy to think that that I first saw Jesse Plemons in uh, in Black Mirror. Like that's when mm, I yeah. when I watched 
when I watched season four, episode one Such on good, accident. Such Star- a good... Starting... Yeah. S- starting Black Mirror, it automatically put me at season four, episode one. It didn't put me at season one, episode one. It put me at season four. So that was the first episode of Black Mirror I watched. The Star was Trek episode. Him in it. Yes. It's so yes. good. And then I went back and watched and watched from the beginning. <laughs> Like I was supposed to. He's also in Breaking Bad. I think that was one of his early roles, and everybody loved him that, too. Yeah, I I still have not seen Breaking Bad, and I... I know that's bad. I know it's it's on my watch list for at some point in my life. Yeah. Maybe when I'm I'm retired. I've just seen a lot of (laughs) clips of it and stuff. Yeah, it's just... It seems like a lot... A lot to take in right now, and and that's just not... It's not warm... I'm not there mentally. <laughs> you know, um, we're actually considering rewatching all of Marvelous Mrs. Maisel before the fourth season comes out. Uh, me and my roommate. Um, the pain so that... of the last, the ending of the last season. I can't re- relive that. <laughs> of, of of what season? Of, of what? Of what show? Uh, of of Marvelous Mrs. Breaking Maisel. Bad? Oh, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Oh shit, what happened? I, I forgot. <laughs> she like says she releases too much information that the guy <gasps> she's dad. on tour with, he's gay and she's on stage. Oh, that one. Yeah. And then he she gets axed. Yes, she does. She does. She does. Because she shouldn't have done that. <laughs> well, yeah, she uh, she's a gabber. She's a gabber, she's a gabber. that's for sure. He's a gabber. Um, no, he's not a gabber. Right, is is Jesse Plemons' character in this movie? <laughs> yeah, he did. He did not. He did not like talking in this. He um, got an Oscar nomination for probably saying maybe ten sentences. For sure. Yeah. He. Yeah. Which is excellent because it's all in his did performance. Not say so much. Yeah. And and the boy got nominated too. Peter. Yes. Who you were? I don't yes. know if you remember him, but he's in that like vampires like apprentice movie or something um oh what's it called i think we really like this movie it was um what oh my god what was it called it was in what i'm trying to find it i definitely recognize him so i don't want to just looking He's an X-Men. Ap- I haven't seen that. X-Men Apocalypse. Um, Why do I, like, recognize uh, his name? I feel like he's... Deadpool 2? He was Nightcrawler? Okay. Um, maybe not. Maybe I'm wrong. I thought he was... <sighs> maybe maybe not. I could be... I think I'm... I think I'm wrong about that. Um... Yeah, I don't think I've seen any of these. Other than Deadpool and, uh... Paranorman. I know I've, I've seen, seen Paranorman, but I didn't know. Romeo and Juliet. Uh, that was, was that the new one with, um, uh, with, uh, was with, uh, wait, 2013. Yeah. It, with, yeah, um, that one. Haley Steinfeld, Steinfeld and Douglas Booth. Yep. Yeah. 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 I watched that one. Um, hmm. I don't know why I, hmm. I'm like, he oh is it let me in it's let me in he's the like young boy in the let me I in thought remake. that looked familiar because in the there, remake there's let me in and then there's let the right one in let the right one in yes that was the oh. that was the one that we watched in miss m's class the let the right one yes. in 
which is like the yes. vampire girl that befriends yeah. the young boy. Yeah, and then there was the new one with with Chloe Grace Moretz in it, right? That was yeah. the new one. And Cody Smith McPhee. Yeah. So that's where that comes from. Wow. Oh. <laughs> I saw that on there, and I thought that sounded familiar. But yeah, I was thinking let the right one in, and that's the one that we did watch. That's I don't know if right. we ended up watching. Did we watch Let Me In as well, or did we just watch Let the Right One? I think I did. I mean, I kind of remember. The Swedish one is way better, though. So good. Um, All right, any lasting comments? No. um, I'm going to read all the Oscars it's nominated for while you look at the um, plot keywords. It is nominated for uh, Best Actor in a Supporting Role for Cody Smith McPhee. Best Adapted Screenplay for Jane Campion, Best Achievement in Directing for Jane Campion, Best Picture, Best Performance in an Actor by a Supporting Role for Jesse Plemons, um, Actor in a Leading Role for Benedict Cumberbatch, Actress in a Supporting Role for Kirsten Dunst, Best Achievement in Production Design, Best Sound, Best Achievement in Cinematography, Film Editing, and uh, Original Score. So all the major categories, everyone. That of is them. a lot. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. There's some uh, there's some crazy trivia here. So okay. Uh, for one, the Montana. The movie is set in Montana, but it but was it takes filmed place in, New in New Zealand. I know. I yeah. In the beginning, that it was filmed in New Zealand. I was like, well, it does look like you know Lord of the Rings. <laughs> it was those and, craggy uh, rocks, man. <laughs> the craggy rock yeah those were some craggy looking rocks look <laughs> look very lord of the rings um okay and then here we go here's a crazy one so to get into the character of phil burbank benedict cumberbatch didn't wash for almost two weeks at the <gasps> outset of the shoot he also started chain smoking <gasps> although he had smoked in real life for years he yeah. felt sick after each take when he smoked and rolled up cigarettes he went so far with the chain smoking that he got nicotine poisoning three times. Oh, no, Penny! <laughs> yeah. What is this trivia? That's crazy. Three, three times. Oh my god! Don't smoke the real stuff. Don't do it, buddy. This is kind of cute. Jane... <laughs> oh, yeah benedict he's he's a he's dedicated he's a dedicated actor um this one's cute jane campion had been a longtime fan of kirsten dunce i had attempted to work with her on a project prior to this one dunce revealed that campion wrote her a letter around 2001 that she kept in her possession wow so cute you know i just realized that this is the second nomination for benedict cumberbatch playing a gay man um, which I don't want to presume Benedict Cumberbatch's sexuality because it is very possible that he is bisexual, because uh, he's an actor. So, but he's definitely not an out actor. But it's so that's kind of interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very interesting. Um, I think that's it for the trivia. We've um, got okay. an eighty-nine meta score. Wait, I didn't do the plot keywords. Oh, shit. I'm sorry. Shit. Wait. Shit. Okay, here we go. Um, repressed homosexuality. <laughs> oh, God. That's the, fir- that's the first one. That's the first one. We're go- going strong. We are going strong here. Um, male nudity, homosexuality, 
cowboy and alcoholic. There you go. That's the movie. Yeah, there was some male nudity in this. Gotta appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, didn't appreciate the scene because Benedict's character was so gross. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so nasty. I did like seeing those God. 1920s gay porn mags, though. Those were those were pretty cute. Yeah, they were. They were. They were real. They were really cool. I was like, "Oh, is he interested in art?" <laughs> and, no. and my roommate was like, "I was like, I don't know. No, Emily. He's interested in the, no. the male body. In the male body, yes, very much, very much so." Um. Back to the Metascore, you said it was uh, an 89 Metascore. It was very good. 57 positive reviews and one mixed review. Damn! Uh, yeah. Damn you! It's got Damn a you lot one of one person. Oh lot. my goodness. And the lowest green we have is a 63. So, I, yeah, I mean, those 63s probably brought it down the most. Three 63s. Really? Roger Moore? Oh, no, not Roger Moore. That's not who I who I look at. I look at uh, Ebert. That's who I look at. Um, okay, let's look at the, the lowest one with a 60. The Wall Street Journal gave it a 60. Insisting on the significance of its themes, the film dispenses one emotion at a time while it creates a pervasive atmosphere of dread. Mm-hmm. Yet there's no air in the atmosphere, not much life in the brooding landscapes. I think that was the point, Joe. <laughs> Like, I'm like asked kind of inquisitively. I think that was the point, Joe. Jesus. But Joe, Joe didn't God. like it. Joe, that was the Joe point, like Joe. You got it. Was it. Obviously, the fucking point. <laughs> um, I'm gonna read this 95 from ABC. It says, "Can Jane Champi- Campion's Montana Western about toxic masculinity and repressed sexuality win Netflix its first Best Picture Oscar?" With a never better Benedict Cumberbatch leading a dynamite cast, let's just say that no list of the year's best movies will be complete without the cinematic powder keg. Wow. Yeah. That was a good one. Um, that was a 95. That was a 95. So you, you can read a 100. Okay. Let's look at these 100s. Artistry and command. Beauty and disturbing. Um... Um, I like this one, the original sin, which I think we read one of theirs from last. I'm just going to read it. Um, Go ahead. With the power of the dog, Campion has crafted a contemporary Western masterpiece that turns on the same pacing and style of 50-year-old films. She takes her time letting the story based on the 1969 novel by Thomas Savage reveal itself in languid style. It's kind of amazing that this novel was from 1967. Yeah. Yeah, though. Yeah. Hmm. I think the article I was reading about about this uh, today was the New York Times article. I think that's that's where I was getting the information about um the 
the beds and the um and uh, keeping things kind of vague. Um, um what do you think that the yeah. title is about? Um I know that it has to do with um the 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 Bible, the Bible um um Quote. excerpts uh, 20, 20, 22, 20 or something or 2022 20, something like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, cuz they say it in the movie, mm-hmm. but um and I thought it kind of had to do with, with what he was seeing in the mountain. Like when he was talking to Peter, seeing like, what do you see yeah. in the mountains? And he was like, I see like a wolf howling. So I thought it kind of had to do with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I haven't, I haven't had too much time to really sit and ponder about, about what, I mean, I know that it's like, it's not like a coming of age story, but you know, it's, it's kind of a story about, you know figuring out who you are and stuff and um but I I don't really know what the what the symbolism is with the dog with a dog the power um, of the dog yeah I'm just it, it it says yeah the title comes from uh I'm just going to read read this article from Filmy Hype um the first reference is is like you said the hill and then it is a uh, a Bible, Bible verse. Um, mm-hmm. Save the soul from the sword. Save the heart from the power of the dog. Um, director Jane Campion explained that the title of the film in an interview with IndieWire with the psalm is sort of a warning to the faithful and refers to the crucifixion of Jesus. It is Jesus himself in the story who speaks of a pack of dogs that surrounds and besieges dividing his garment the reference is to the scene of the centurions who at the base of the crosses of jesus and the two thieves are playing dice for his robe and the director explains as the title points out it's sort of a warning the power of the dog is made up of all these impulses the deep and uncontrollable ones that can come out to destroy you Mm. oh yeah Mm. yeah it says in Phil's case, the impulses that lead him to destruction are the homoerotic ones that have tied him to Bronco Henry and that fatally attract him to the young Peter, making him unable to see the malice in the actions of the boy. Mm. Okay. Complex. Is the original book called is the original book called The Power of the Dog or that that was just the title? The book is called something else. See it here in the trivia. Yes, it's the same name. Same name. Cool. Yeah. Well, that that was the tragedy of Macbeth and the power of the dog. Um, if you enjoyed this episode, please rate and review our show. You can do that on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. We are also on Amazon Music and Spotify. And uh, please follow our social media. We post when we have new episodes up, up on there. So we have Twitter, at By the Popcorn, Instagram, at All By the Popcorn Podcast, Facebook, just search All By the Popcorn Podcast and like our page. Uh, we also have a YouTube channel. We sometimes film some of our episodes. So please go ahead and check that out. Just search All By the Popcorn Podcast and subscribe to our channel. And uh, if you want to email us, say hello. Uh, let us know what you would like us to talk about. Um, or if you have any thoughts on the Oscar nominations that just released, you can email us at allbythepopcornpodcast at gmail.com. And uh, we also have a TikTok. Just search All By The Popcorn Podcast and find our little logo and follow that. 
and uh, we also have some merch so please check that out we would really appreciate it but uh thanks so much for listening and we'll talk to you in the next one goodbye Bye. even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 50 dollars luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.